0: hangovers supported via Patreon by listeners like you. We'd especially like to thank patrons Lyle McCarns, Ashton Ruby, Randall Quiggle, Tony G, Studstill Smash the Milkman, Raging Demon Katie Quigg, JC, Megan Caruso, Mast Keaton. Andrew Liguori, Ozzy Garcia, The Retro Vixen, Adam from The Good, The Bad, and The Backlog, Lunchbox, aka The Disgruntled Gamer, Dischimera, Jenny E, Rick Firestone, Parallax Puddles, Soha, Dave Jackson, Matt aka Stormageddon, Retro Overdrive, Van Fernal, Keith Gasper, Eric Guess, Nomad from the Retro Wildlands Podcast, Ash Ash Event. Alan Bingham, Storm Beagle, Ryan Player1, Mike the Ref from Backbreaker Gaming, B Ross from Super Garbage Day, Darth Emmick, Lo5 Alex, and Alt. Your continued engagement and generous donations are deeply appreciated. Welcome to The flights, a consumable curation of champions and catastrophes that is considerate of your chronometer. I'm Chris Copeland, and I am once again joined by the man whose voice is music to your ears. It's Shane Dick Dragon Kosky. How are you doing today? We are writing the soundtrack of our life. Not really, but yeah. Oh, I have to do something really, thematic. i say that's really deep. I know. Yeah. I'm, You come here for dick jokes, and we get into philosophy. (laughs) We have disappointed you. Yeah, like that's that's not what we're here for. Don't make
1: me feel feelings. Although, to (laughs) to to be fair, like this is probably the wrong episode for that. You're gonna find that out real quick. Um,
0: Feelings or dick jokes?
1: uh, Yes. Yes. I'm going to go with yes. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, here, listen. The thing is, is that I, I realized very quickly, uh, constructing my, my my best OSTs list, that I, I think this, my choices make it pretty obvious that the games that really stick with me uh, apparently are, are largely the ones that just kind of make me want to curl into a ball and weep like a baby. So I'm not entirely sure what that says about me, but th- there you go.
0: Well, there you go. Now you have a little peek into the soul of, of uh, Shane here. That's right. So. the The
1: soft innards of the dick dragon.
0: <laughs> that <laughs> that's a mental image I needed.
1: There you go. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> it's usually the soft innards the dick dragon is going into, but now it's it's like a it's like a a, a, a sliced hot dog.
1: Yes. Oh, God, that made it so much worse.
0: See, we are here not to disappoint our listeners. We need uh... to talk about how. It's, a sliced hot dog and, and how it relates to, to, to penises. So we we have well this now deal. that uh,
1: 90 some odd percent of our demographic is now wincing in secondhand torture, perhaps we should start these lists.
0: Yes, yes. So so Shane, since you want to cry like a baby, mm. why don't you let us know what the number five soundtrack that made you cry was? Number five.
1: all right well kicking off my sad boy tier list uh, is none other than near and uh, I gotta you know here's the thing right is like if you if you know me and you know near then you also know that this being at number five, you you got to wonder what's coming after this right because this this soundtrack is freaking something else man like everything about this ost is just it's so it's so sorrowful and yet so beautiful at the same time it's like it's like the auditory equivalent of like a purple red sunset lowering over the moss-covered ruins of a civilization long gone like just take that Mental image, and imagine what that would sound like, and that's what this game's soundtrack is. And I, I recall from our near episode, actually, that uh, I think this track I'm about to talk about was not necessarily one of Chris's favorites, but uh, the blend of like the industrial clanging and the sweeping, like very melancholic vocals of the wretched automatons makes that one really stand out for me it's it's actually one of my favorites I mean and that's hard to really pick because every track I love every track on this on this soundtrack but I just really like what they did with that I, I think it's the, the sort of dissonance between those two things but they work so well together I think that's what I really like about it mm-hmm. um, and then like Devil O's singing Song of the Ancients is just like a vibe and uh, don't don't even get me started on Emil's sacrifice because I don't think I'm gonna be emotionally able to make it through the rest of this list if I talk too much about that. So suffice to say, um, it's a, it's a damn good soundtrack.
0: Uh, yeah, Near is a fantastic soundtrack. I as one that I thought about it just. I, I think it should go without saying that there are so many soundtracks we did not include that we probably could if we did this episode later. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe a part two could be in the works. I know we did it for Super Nintendo games. I think soundtracks would be right up there as well. So I think more of this is like, these are our top five soundtracks today. And yeah, Nier's a really good one. Okay, my number five. This is going to be a shocker, Shane. It's, it's not an RPG. Oh my God. RPG. I know. Um, it's Donkey Kong Country. Mm. for the Super Nintendo. Uh, Really wavered on just going with Donkey Kong Country 2, but it's been a long time since I played Donkey Kong Country 2, and when I think Donkey Kong Country music, which is fantastic, composed by David Weiss, I think of the original Donkey Kong Country. I I just... How well it's composed. And David Weiss is a phenomenal composer. I really think that the Donkey Kong Country series is really his seminal work. And yeah, this is this is one of those tracks. Especially that first track. When you learn that that first track is just like a sample track of, of David Weiss just trying to put a bunch of themes together and make something out of it. It's kind of like a demo to you know, the people at rare about what this game would sound like. They're like, yeah, this sounds great. We'll just throw it in the game. And <laughs> yeah, it works.
1: Solid pick. Got to get those, get those bongos in there. Definitely. Except when you're using them.
0: Number four.
1: Alright, moving right along Uh, We're we're gonna go We're gonna go deep into the mists And uh, And and return With Silent Hill 2's soundtrack Ooh Yes listen, Akira Yamaoka like, unknowingly shaped me as a person, I think, for better or worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I did not know that video game music could be like this until I played Silent Hill 2 at my best friend's house in high school. Uh, I, I told that story well a number of times, but obviously particularly on our Silent Hill 2 episode, but I, I have very fond memories of spending uh, a lot of time hanging out at my buddy's house the two of us just sitting on the floor of his bedroom with a CRT and a ps2 and just playing through Silent Hill games and uh, and yeah this this was one of the highlights for sure I mean you start out with like the very 90s sort of like alt rock opener of the theme of Laura and that kind of sets the stage it, it it's it's almost it's, it establishes this almost like indescribable yet like extremely palpable and intensely pervasive sense of this just existential despair and malaise and i know it, it probably sounds like like edgy as fuck but like but like i yes. feel i feel this track like it's as if it's trying to remain upbeat while being like entirely unable to hide just this gnawing sense of ennui that's just stirring like right beneath the surface and even to this day like that that still speaks to me for different reasons i think like you know as we grow and evolve as people things obviously change but i think there's still things about that 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 speak to me still but for for different reasons and then as you kind of progress through all of the tracks you slowly hear this uh very methodical kind of descent into madness that our you know protagonist is experiencing and so the sounds go from these more like ethereal atmospheric sounds to very harsh industrial and dissonant noises and uh it's it's a trip man and it's it is very much of its time like it wears its twin peaks inspiration squarely on its sleeve but it's just it is it is a masterpiece in my opinion
0: Uh, two two things there. One I was not expecting an atmos- more atmospheric soundtrack to make this list. Uh, but two, it's Silent Hill 2 and that that's somewhat on brand, so I'm not shocked. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's it's a great it's a great soundtrack. It's a great atmospheric soundtrack. So, uh great choice and yeah, it's that's totally you and 100% get it and no not downplaying Silent Hill's 2 soundtrack at all. It's considered one of the great sand for a good reason. Uh, the theme of... was it? The theme of Laura. That's one of the best... Best... the Like... I want to say light... I don't know if it's light motif. But uh, one of the best character motifs in, mm. in any game. It's, it's brilliant. I love it. Yeah, for sure. My number four is going to be a little out of left field. I think... Because I think the soundtrack is vastly underrated. And the more I listen to it, the more and more and more I love it. And I think it's one of the best soundtracks on the PlayStation you'll find out why I don't think it's the number one but I I think it's right up there and everyone needs to be talking about how good the soundtrack is and that is Grandia could all technically say it's a Saturn game, but whatever, it's on both systems. This soundtrack was composed by Noriyuki Iwadare, who also did the soundtrack for the Lunar Games, and is... I don't know if he still is. I know he's the composer for most of the recent uh, Ace Attorney games. That's what he's up to. But the the soundtrack for Grandia, one of the the best things about the soundtrack is if you just sit down and listen to it you you realize that these these songs you hear bits and pieces of them throughout the game and how they loop it is is utterly brilliant because when you actually listen to how this thing is built it's about 45 minutes of like real recorded orchestral orchestrally recorded audio that are just full ass compositions and they are beautiful, and they are amazing. If you want to know what I'm talking about, this is, there's a dungeon theme called Ghost Ship from Grandia, and when you listen to that, you, most people listening that would be like that. That cannot be an RPG, RPG, fuck. That cannot be an RPG dungeon theme. It's it's too complex. It's it's too progressive. It's it's not as simple as you would expect from an RPG especially in the 32-bit era. But no, like that that whole ass song is a shining example of the heights that that soundtrack can reach. No one ever talks about it. I rarely hear people talk about it. When you do say grandiose soundtrack, you you do people who know will say, "Yes, it's a fantastic soundtrack," but I think it reaches levels above what even most of those people give it credit for. number 3
1: All right. Well, uh you might be wondering what in the world would come after Silent Hill 2. Yes. Especially especially for Shane. Uh well, dear listener, listen, y'all y'all knew this was going to be here. Uh my number 3 is a tie actually. Uh it's here. it's Doom and Doom 2016. I'm I'm putting them together. Like I said, th- this is not a surprise to anybody who's known me at all. But, <sighs> dude, my my whole fucking world changed as soon as I loaded up E1M1 for the first time. And at Doom's gate, started blasting out of my shitty Compact Presario monitor-mounted side speakers. And uh, it, I've, I've never been the same since. And the thing is, is like the original Doom OST is by no means a one trick pony either like when you go directly the next level right e1 m2 you get in there and you think like oh all right like the first level you're like all right it's so like like metal inspired okay cool 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 and then you get to the next level and then you get hit with the imp song and it's just like this funky ass bass line and you're like okay game like i see what you're doing and uh i i'm i can't say for sure right but I'm fairly positive that this game's OST is at least partially responsible for my, my lifelong love of metal music. Now, as far as Doom 2016 goes, it's kind of a whole different beast, but it slaps just as hard. Mick Gordon is a fucking legend, and the fact that Doom 2016's OST can and does stand on its own as this like super genty metal masterpiece is just a testament to this man's talent like it's exactly what i would have expected a modern doom soundtrack to be and i love every second of it
0: yeah that's not a surprising pick either. This is almost like your favorite games of all time list. Huh. I'm starting to notice a pattern.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Maybe maybe I like the music in the games that I
0: like. <laughs> Who would have thought?
1: Huh.
0: Well, my number three is from a game I actually don't really like all that much. I think it's. No. Uh, I have my issues with it, but I think that the soundtrack is just absolutely fantastic. This is the best soundtrack on the PlayStation, in my opinion. And that is Chrono Cross. I think, I think one of the first moment that uh, first moments of video game actually got a legitimate emotional reaction out of me out of something like I was pretending to do, uh, you know, be just trying to be like a I'm very intellectual young teenager. Uh, so <laughs> uh, um, that was Chrono Cross. It was the intro to Chrono Cross when that music starts playing. Uh, Scars left by time, uh, which is the intro to the game that plays on the CG background that goes into it, and just how well that was. Put together. I mean, you, you can hear that this was recorded in a live studio just to kick that off, because you can hear hear the people moving on the frets, and there's like there's, there's a little bit of an audio glitch. Like it's very, very authentically recorded, and that's just to start the game. Just all the the light motifs, There, I used it correctly. Then, uh, there. That's for you, Rick, from Pixel Project Radio, because I know you would come after me. Maybe, and if I if I get it wrong, you're still going to come after me now because I'm calling you out. But. Um, <laughs> Like the the use of, of theming, the use of just uh, the the general musical direction, this is this is Mitsuda at Mitsuda's peak. This is this is him firing on all cylinders. I really think that there are composers out there that sound a little too similar, and they, they don't differentiate too much in, in the way they sound from title to title. I do think Mitsuda does sort of fall in that category, but unlike other composers, which I'm not going to name because this is not to shit on anybody in this episode. This is a celebration of composers. But um, much to Mitsuda's credit, every single time, even if it sounds the same, it's still beautiful. Uh, I was very seriously heavily considering putting... I think I said considering twice. I don't care. I was very heavily considering putting um, Xenogears on here too because that's another soundtrack that's just absolutely phenomenal. And, And Xenoblade Chronicles I was thinking of putting on here as well. Uh, All of which are Mitsuda. And I think Xenoblade Chronicles is a little bit different. I know they had a different team uh, also working with him on on Xenoblade. But I really think that his best work is here on Chrono Cross. It's, It's brilliant from forward to back. It covers all emotions, different musical genres, whether it be fun, uplifting, and peppy, sad, somber, depressing, or just anything in between. It's, it's fantastic. So Chrono Cross is my number three.
1: Number two. Well, we're going right into our pen ultimate picks here. And I, I struggled with this a little bit because I originally had this at my number one. And when I when I say what it is, you'll you'll understand why. But mm. uh there were there was something about what my number one ended up being after I went back and sort of re-listened to a lot of it that I was just like, ah, oh, now this this has to be here. So my number two is Shovel Knight. You know, right from the main theme, you know you're in for something special with this. As far as I'm concerned, I think uh, the composer, Jake Kaufman, set the bar for chiptune music like this with this OST. Just. Full stop. Like every every other soundtrack should aspire to be this. Like every track is just perfectly crafted for its purpose and setting. And, and though it, it's kind of like the the tired pick, I guess I I still think that Strike the Earth is probably my favorite. Um, there's obviously a lot of just stellar tracks here, uh, but there's just something about that one that just it's just real good man like it opens up that first level of the game in just such a fantastic way like it's fun it's grandiose it's got a sick driving baseline it makes you want to leave your family behind and go on an epic adventure and uh you know just like fuck your job there's justice to dispense In in all seriousness though like it's tracks like this that really do remind me why i love video games it's just it it makes my my jaded heart feel something, and I, I think that that deserves note.
0: Well, Shovel Knight is a fantastic soundtrack. I almost included it myself. I just couldn't get conscious when I looked at all the other games here, and you'll also understand by number one, I say it. I think. I think our number ones are going to be number ones for similar reasons if I am guessing your number one correct which mm. I will not say cuz I have done that in the past and spoiled it so I'm <laughs> I'm going to avoid saying anything. But yeah, Shovel Knight's a fantastic soundtrack and I look forward to I look forward to talking about it this year uh, because that is a game worth talking about. And I was happy to play it once again for the review crew and I will happily happily play it uh later on when when we do review it this year there you go listener spoilers we will be covering shovel knight because it turns 10 yeah (laughs) um there it is but yeah great pick there shane right my number two this is another left field one i think but when i say it i think it's it's going to make a lot it's going to make a lot of sense to 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 people who grew up with this game and played this game at release as Probably many listeners did or got to it shortly after. I understand not everybody, but a lot of gamers did, especially our age. So my number two soundtrack is Super Mario sixty four. I think this soundtrack is phenomenal. I love its range. I love its variety. I love its simplicity. I know earlier I said that I, I like, I like the complexity of Grandia. And Super Mario 64, I think, uh, I'm not a big music dude uh, in terms of, like, composition and stuff like that. I I know what I like, though. Uh, And I can tell you, like, in terms of Mario 64, Koji Kondo, and and the way that Koji Kondo does a lot of the compositions uh, that I have noticed, and I might be completely wrong here, so take whatever I say here with a grain of salt, uh, makes very simple, very addictive, very catchy tunes. And Super Mario 64 does things more complicated than you had seen prior to this whether that would be you know Super Mario World or even The Legend of Zelda or you know Super Mario Brothers 3 uh, but there's a lot of classic tunes in all this all of those but when I play Super Mario 64 like I can you can show me a picture of Bob-omb Field and I can hear it you mm-hmm. can show me Dire Dire Docks and I can hear it I can do that with almost any location in that game and I'm like yeah man that song's awesome and I really wanted to put a game like Super Mario Galaxy on there because the sound quality is, is much better. It's much more grandiose and, and Super Mario Galaxy is a fantastic soundtrack too. But then I thought about it. It's like, which game can like, I just play in my head and it, it puts me at comfort or it makes me happy or it does everything it can. And I can't really remember anything specific from Super Mario Galaxy. As good as that soundtrack is same as Super Mario 3D world, another fantastic Mario soundtrack. They're great. But Super Mario 64, maybe it's just nostalgia, maybe it's just its it's classic element to it. I think Super Mario 64 really takes the cake in terms of being the definitive Mario soundtrack.
1: Yeah, that, that was one of the ones that I agonized over and ended up not including, so I'm glad that it, it got represented regardless.
0: Hell yeah. Number one.
1: All right, well, here we are. The the numero uno, the, the top of the pile, and I think this might actually... a surprise i think this might come out of that left field for some people because i think there's some presumptions about what this is gonna be and the fact that it's not even on this list is probably shocking um but my number one is bastion Man, oh God, this, I, okay. So in prep, in preparing for this episode, there were a lot of games that I went back and listened to the tracks again, because there, I, I think Chris was right. We we absolutely could do at least one other top five list of this because there's just so many good ones. And But when I went and listened to this one again, cause I knew it was gonna be on my list somewhere. Uh, but when I went back and started listening, I was just like, it all just came back to me. Like I haven't played this game in years, but it's this, it is this fantastic blend of bluegrass and folk music mixed like expertly with these electronic beats. And at first that doesn't sound like they'd really jive, but it really, really does. And. As a as a related sidebar, by the way, I, uh, it was a little while ago. I saw somebody say something to the effect of "Metalcore is the bluegrass of metal," and <laughs> I don't disagree. Actually, <laughs> like that weirdly makes a lot of sense. And, and truth be told, I I actually dig some bluegrass, so like I feel like it fits. But anyway, um, this this OST just runs the total gamut, man. From like a killer track like Spike in the Rail that just gets you fucking pumped to build that wall which is just like hauntingly beautiful or or Mother I'm Here which is Jesus like just talking about these gives me a little bit of a lump in my throat and if you know why then you know why and when you think that you couldn't get gut punched anymore by this The ending hits you with setting sail, coming home, which is this mashup track of build that wall and mother I'm here. And this game just like, it leaves you with a fucking hole in your chest, but you'll never forget it. You'll never forget it. Uh, So, and the wild thing about this is that the composer of Bastion's soundtrack, Darren Korb recorded this entire thing in a tiny New York apartment under a bunk bed with a blanket draped over it for sound dampening. And this is what came out of it. Like the man is a genius and it's just, if you've played Bastion, you know what I'm talking about and if you haven't, you should, because it's one of the best indie games I've ever played and it's it's largely because of its soundtrack and it's a soundtrack coupled with the narration is really what makes it like the gameplay itself is fantastic as well but what really makes Bastion stand out is the expertly done voice acting in the narration that weaves its way through the game as you're playing it, as if they're narrating your story as it's happening and how that ties with the music is just, it's so well done. Um, And and actually going back and listening to this kind of makes me want to go back and play it again now. So I I may end up doing that because I (laughs) totally have time for that, but it's just, it's so fucking good. So I, I, I couldn't in good conscience not put it at my number one, even though I know that there are, are a number of other games that probably could have taken that spot for me, but just the, the expertise with which it was crafted and the impact that it makes, it just, it, it deserves that spot.
0: i have never played bastion uh i think it's over 10 years old so if you want to we can just throw it on there at some point We i, I, th- th- I think th- we should at some point yeah i would love to do that not making a promise keaton don't audit us <laughs> so if it doesn't show up hey look we, we got distracted okay but yes we would love to we would love to do an episode on on bastion i'm sure it's it's always been a game that i've seen from afar and i know that has a very good sound design That that I do know. So, Mm -hmm. man, I I would love to check it out with that endorsement, that being your number one. That's fantastic. Okay, so my number one is probably not going to be a shock or or maybe it is because after I say it, you're going to be surprised uh, by a lack of absence from one certain series Hmm. that isn't on this list at all, because my number one is Streets of Rage 2. Yeah, shocker. Um, <laughs> I don't think I have to go too much into this one. I think I've talked about Streets of Rage 2 plenty. I'm just going to reiterate that Yuzo Koshiro is a genius. the The soundtrack is just all sorts of just house and various other sorts of techno. And I'm not as big into techno as I used to be when I was a teenager. But uh, this isn't like the the most irritating sorts of techno to me nowadays. Like I can really get down with this with this jam. And I just think that even though all of these tracks could be, I don't know, labeled as like high pace, high energy, there's still enough variance in them to to shake it up. There's a lot of care put into every single track and and how well they are developed and how well they go with the action. Even though I'm not sure if they really married up, but Ancient did develop these games. Ancient is Yuzo Koshiro's company. So he had every single bit of detail I would imagine in, in in creating these tracks towards these levels and just how they would unfold and, and how they married with each other, and they, they do so perfectly. Streets of Rage 3, no, but Streets of Rage 1 and 2, yeah, they, they are perfect examples of how to make music for an action game, so much so that when I did play Streets of Rage 4, I had to turn off the modern tracks and put it to the more retro tracks. The retro tracks, the the, the chiptune tracks that were more aligned with what the Sega Genesis would sound like in order for me to enjoy the game. This also needs to be said that if you want to see the best example of what to get out of the Sega Genesis' sound processor, I think it's like some Yamaha FM sound chip, Yuzo Koshiro was the best person to do that. And this, these are the soundtracks that perfectly personify that. Are there other soundtracks that do? he does a great job with as well? Yeah, Shinobi 3. Uh, a lot of people love uh, Revenge of Shinobi's soundtrack. Uh, not me so much, but I know a lot of people do. Um, a lot of people like the Legend of Oasis soundtrack. Those are all Koshiro. And he, he does brilliant work with, the, with that sound chip. And this is a sound chip that if you listen to a lot of Genesis games, they sound like farts. Because most (laughs) people didn't know what to get out of it. But, yeah, not only did he get the most out of the sound chip, he, he created some beautiful, wonderful music that's even been sampled by major performers.
1: Awesome. Well, folks, there you have it. Our top five video game OSTs. And as we've said a couple of times, it would be pretty easy for us to make another one of these. So if that's something oh, yeah. that you are interested in a, a part two, uh, you know, let us know. And the way to do that really is uh, well, <laughs> much like anything else in the world voting with your dollar, because if you are a patron, then you can uh, vote on these these here flights and to do that you you just got to go over to our patreon and you can join for as little as a dollar one one ducat a single shekel and i don't know what the conversion rates on those are but i don't care the point is it's a low barrier of entry and with that you get a whole bunch of uh, bonus content in addition to some some fancy new responsibilities like you know voting on flights and and other some such. So if that sounds interesting to you, then you can head over to our link tree. That's l i n k t r dot slash retro hangover, and uh, and check it out as well. And while you're there, you know you could you could stop by the merch store. You could pick yourself up a a sweet shirt or maybe like a sticker or five, you know, whatever. Uh, or you could go to our socials, check out what we got going on over there, or perhaps the YouTube channel where we post the video versions of these episodes, as well as our VODs from our Twitch channel, uh, which we, we, we play games over there. Allegedly. Is that, is that right, Chris? Is that, is that what we do over there?
0: Something like that. Yeah, that's what we do. Oh, okay. Twitch. Is that you throwing that over me? Is that the Twitch, Twitch throw? Yes. <laughs> oh. So this shows how, shows how much I pay attention. I'm just like looking for butterflies and squirrels. Uh before I get into the Twitch throw, just want to say as Shane mentioned with the with the Patreon that uh this subject was nominated by a patron and voted on by patrons. It was nominated by Randall, but it was nominated I think it came in our Sunday streams, which is a great segue. Uh, Someone in our Sunday streams asked if we could do the top five soundtracks. Randall relayed their request into our top five suggestions. So thank you to Blaine, the hoagie man, also known as savagery, the hoagie man for suggesting this. It's a wonder that this never had been prior to that. So Yeah, there you go. Uh, Thank you, Randall, for bringing it into our top five. And thank you, Blaine the Hoagie Man, for recommending it on our Sunday streams, which is over at twitch.tv slash retro hangover at 9 p.m. Eastern time on, as you could guess, Sunday. We will be playing a game of some sort, and we hope you head over there. And join us for that over at twitch.tv slash Retro Hangover. Additionally, more stuff for the patrons. We do have the King of Games 96, which does have a lot of our friends from throughout the community talking about which game will take the crown for the year 1996. If you want to figure out what game that is, you can do so early. It will be going to everybody May-ish, but it is strolling it's strolling. It is streaming right now for all of our patrons at every level. That includes the $1 level. You get entirely new episodes once per week for all of you, in addition to our regular Patreon content. So go ahead, check that out if that interests you. Just go ahead to our link tree, as Shane already mentioned, and check out The King of Games 1996. Back to you, Shane. All right. Well, I'm
1: just going to – it's like volleyball up in here. I'm just going to toss it right back to you by saying – We love tossing. With (laughs) salads, with all of that being said, (laughs) until next
0: time, play with your musically tossed salad joysticks and scrambled eggs.